0: Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel, And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10 season show. Today, we're talking about season seven, episode 21, Straight Shooter. Mary, what happened this week?
1: God, I don't even want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um gonna start with a quick little content warning for drug use overdose and death so um if this is something that upsets you please don't listen even though it's really just gonna be us yelling about how this was handled horribly anyway continuing (laughs) you can cut half that out if you want no i love it don't cut. yeah i will never So Kelly and Claire go on a little gal's trip to a spa in Palm Desert. They get hit on by some guys and pretend to be not who they really are, because when you're out of town, you can be anyone you want, apparently. So they pretend to be Ukrainian folk dancers who are in town at this spa, presumably performing. Anyway, those dudes kind of won't leave them alone while they do bad accents, but literally nothing happens when the guys find out they aren't Ukrainian folk dancers, except they call them phonies. Gigi Crane from La La Magazine wants to hang with Val to see if she's cool enough to for an article about the 50 coolest people in LA you've never heard of. Donna goes to see Cliff to break things off, but her family invited him to boat brunch tomorrow, so she can't break up with him till after that. Cliff also vows to make it extra hard for Donna to choose between him and David, which frankly made me not like him much anymore. Also, Felice approved, so I guess that would be the lost straw for me, too. But also, Cliff got another job offer out of state, but he won't take it if Donna wants to be with him. But by the end of the episode, Donna's like, please fuck off to Florida so I can be with David, but in a nice Donna way. In other couple news, things between Brandon and Tracy are just peachy now. Brandon, Steve, and Dick are playing in a basketball tournament together, assuming Dick can get his act together and not smoke weed. Dick kind of takes that advice in that instead he gets real drunk at the pee pad before overdosing on heroin in the bathroom and dying. Please do not take the way I wrote that as me making light of the subject matter in this episode. I just think this plot is ridiculous. Anyway, Steve is the one to find him, so he's fucking traumatized now and Brandon has to forfeit basketball and Val and David are suffering the biggest consequences of everyone. this episode
0: is a lot yeah I feel like it really got away from what makes this show good (laughs) and I think I had higher expectations because I want to say Larry Mullen wrote it or directed it I don't remember which and now I need to check myself um Yeah, he wrote it. And I feel like the director, Chip Chalmers, we've had him before. He sounds familiar to me.
2: Yeah, we've Um, had both of them before.
0: Yeah, Larry is like a producer, right? He's like virtually the showrunner now that Charles is gone. Um, Yeah, Chuck's done 15 episodes, including... Okay, well, he did do Scared Very Straight back in Season 4, A Song for My Mother in Season 5, Snowbound and Flying in Season 6. Okay, this is why he directed it. Yeah. And then Face Off and Straight Shooter and a couple others Housewarming. so far. Mm-hmm. I see now.
2: Okay, so when we see Chip Chalmers show up, we should maybe be a little nervous for ourselves and just, like, Content warning ourselves at the beginning of an
0: episode. Yeah. And like what's wild though is like I don't really think his directing choices did anything to hurt the way this was done. Mm -hmm. He probably was just doing the best he could with the material he was given. and But I'm like Larry, my guy, like you know this show. And it just felt so – disjointed and just again not what made us like really love this show
2: yeah that's exactly it like i think i agree chip did the best with what he had but now i'm questioning like i don't know the last episode we saw that larry wrote but i just want to be like larry what is you doing Mm -hmm. like we are literally all over the place we have like five different sets for five different storylines that all end up coming together at the end because we had to kill off a tertiary character. Yeah. But, like, it's that same thing where there's a really heavy story going on in one place and we've got, like, you know, some plot development going on with David and Donna and David and Val and the pea pad. And then Claire and Kelly are off in Palm Springs doing fake accents and – Honestly, yeah, being harassed. Those guys really needed to slow down. Yeah. There's just a lot
0: to not agree with.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I honestly feel like we should just get into it. Because what we open on is a three-on-three basketball tournament that Dick, Steve, and Brandon are training for. Turns out Brandon and Steve have always wanted to play in the three on three CU tournament, but they didn't have a third player because I guess screw
0: David. <laughs> well, I don't think he's ever really, uh, he reminds me more of like Danny Zuko in Greece, not very good at sports, but a cool guy.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, he is as far as I can tell, literally never shown interest in sports, but like, I don't know, maybe if you just need a third guy for the tournament, like, go I for it. have done this when Joe was part of the group. I So I thought about that with, like, Deshaun, too. I was like, y'all have known some pretty athletic guys. Mm-hmm. But I guess we couldn't go with, like, the people that played sports at the school. We had to go with the guy that rose crew with his fraternity on the weekends.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Which, you know, fine if that's where we want to go. But Dick cannot help himself about getting high literally right off screen.
0: Immediately. And I will say just like during their little drills and stuff, I don't know who it was. I think it was Steve. Maybe it was Dick. I don't know. One of the two of them, it wasn't Brandon. One of them did a hook shot that was very reminiscent of... Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in Along Came Polly. What does he say? (laughs) Make it rain. (laughs) And like slams it against the backboard or like over the goal, over the fence. Like horrible. And I thought it was a shot at first. Actually, it was a shot and it did go in. But just the way he threw it, I was like, that doesn't look like a basketball shot. (laughs) I really enjoyed all
2: of the basketball shots in this episode including the very long three-on-three sequence we have later where it is painfully obvious that the guys are just passing a basketball back and forth and Mm -hmm. then they shot the ball going into the hoop 15 times from different angles and just cut
0: them in what's so funny is like seeing something like this and then seeing what you know sports on TV eventually becomes because like One Tree Hill, which is my favorite teen drama of all time, had a significant amount of basketball played in this show. And they literally had basketball coordinators, their extras were basketball players. James Lafferty who plays Nathan, like grew up playing basketball. Paul Johansson, Beverly Hills 90210 alum. I learned that he was almost on the Canadian Olympic basketball team yeah (laughs) wow i love that for him he was he's so talented so all the basketball he does in the show is like oh shoot this guy's real good at basketball but i'm just so comforted to see how far we've come (laughs) with (laughs) basketball and sports in general on tv i do appreciate it (laughs) but yeah so dick immediately like goes and takes a puff and then comes back and tracy's like do you smell something burning and Brandon goes full dad on him.
2: I really appreciate the idea that Tracy has no idea what marijuana smells like. And so Brandon has to say, like, I believe that is the telltale smell of marijuana.
0: hmm I mean, this is clearly, like, you know, Brandon, the Minnesota good boy, who likely has never really been around it, but thinks he knows a lot about it. Like... I understand that doing, especially illegal drugs at the time, isn't the smartest mm-hmm. idea, right? But Brandon gets pretty self righteous pretty fast. <laughs> like, Brandad quote number one was just like, I don't want to play with you if you're getting high or if you are high. And then Brandad quote number two is just looks at Steve, What are you thinking? <laughs> like, Jim would be so proud. He really he'd be like, I taught you so well.
2: You're ready, my son. Go out into the world. <laughs> yeah. He's graduated from his cocoon into a full-on dad butterfly. Mm-hmm. A datterfly. A dadterfly. I just I I looked and as always, we know how amazing my Google skills are, but I have to imagine that this episode had a PSA at the mm-hmm. beginning, at mm-hmm. the end, in a commercial break somewhere. Or like was sponsored by Dare.
0: Right. Yeah. I think it's highly possible. Especially like also this could have been around the same time or maybe a little early for the like this is your brain and this is your mm. brain on drugs commercials, you know? Jason I don't know.
2: Priestley Jason Priestley would do an amazing This Is Your Brain on Drugs commercial.
0: He would. I agree. I would love it.
2: But that's not what we get. Because after the credits, we find out that Kelly and Claire are going to Palm Springs for the weekend. And truly, I did appreciate that Kelly was like, February is always a really bad month for me. Last year, I was in rehab. The year before that, I was in a cult.
0: And she's like, what's next? Like, she's ready for the challenge as if she hasn't faced, like, two very tough challenges (laughs) thus far. And I was expecting something
2: big to come of this. But then it was pretend to be a ukrainian folk dancer and get called a phony
0: and like kelly was never really on board with that to begin with so yeah yeah And like you know she's going with claire donna's
2: staying behind because she has to talk to the men in her life because of this like love triangle thing that's still going when claire is on the phone with steve in the other room and he won't shut up and everyone's like oh my god he's being so lovey-dovey Did you think he was high or was he being cute? I think he was just being cute. Oh, I felt he was high because he was like, how much do you love me? How much is gobs?
0: Like, he just wouldn't stop. And she was just like, Steve, I have to go. But also she was like, gobs and gobs. And Claire wasn't high. (laughs) I think she was into it at first.
1: Yeah, fair. She did the little voice at the beginning of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was
2: into it at first, but then after she said gobs and gobs, and he was like, well, how much is gobs and gobs? She was like, Steve, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's, like, cutesy about it until she's not. Like, that is Claire in a nutshell. She'll, like, like she'll partake and go along with something until she won't. And then she when she doesn't, she's not into it. Yeah. This felt a very, like, you hang up first. No, you hang mm-hmm. up first. Okay, bye, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> Aw. Are you still there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which also crazy is that while like, so then when we like flip over to the Walsh house and Brandon and Val and Steve are all there, like the fact that Brandon's like, I never thought Steve would be the one that would be in the longest relationship out of all of us. And honestly, same. Right? Same. When he said that, I was like, I mean, I see it for Val. That's fair. But yeah. Brandon? Yeah. And Kelly, like they're both, especially them two, they're both like serial monogamous. And when they're in a relationship, they're in a long-term relationship. I mean, look at, like, Brandon and Susan. If not for extenuating circumstances, Brandon and Susan would definitely still be together. Mm -hmm. I mean, I honestly feel like Steve and Claire are coming
2: up on, like, Donna and David if you keep the two times Mm -hmm. separate. Like, I think they were together for, like, three or four years in high school, but this time they've only been together for a couple of months. So, like, Steve and Claire have to be getting at least closer to, like – moving up the chain yeah i think so i did love when the phone rang a second time and he picked up and he was like are you ready to tell me what gobs and gobs are or whatever it was (laughs) and it's just a random woman
0: yeah gg from la la oh
2: my goodness and also the list of the 50 coolest people you've never heard of is very much a buzzfeed article actually it's too long to be a buzzfeed article yes
0: yes yeah, it would be like the 15.
2: Yeah, it's it's the prequel to BuzzFeed, and then BuzzFeed would be like the 15, and then the next week it would be like 15 more, and then the next week 15 more. Mm-hmm. Like they'd split it to keep you coming back for the clicks, but you don't True. need clicks in a magazine. True story.
0: But yeah, like that is boring to me. Like the whole like, oh, she's going to come to the Peach Pit like to have lunch and determine if Val's cool. Like, okay.
2: The only thing I cared about in this Story was that Val seemed really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, is something good going to happen to Val? Because, like, she kind of has been getting stepped on all season.
0: And it's like outside validation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she, we've established Valerie as the kind that seeks approval and seeks, you know, love from someone. And so, yeah, this definitely screams something that she would very much be into.
2: Yeah. So, of course, they have to also throw it on the ground and step on it and spit her face. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally ruin it later for reasons. And then we have to keep establishing, and we get to a scene I truly hate at the pee pad where Boomy comes to visit because he also has to be there. He has to chaperone Donna because (laughs) – I just don't like David in this scene. This is not a good look for him in my opinion.
0: I think I'm just conflicted because like. So when Donna walks in, David's very much like, can I get you a coffee? Like he's very much like I'm trying to create a positive environment here. And I just want to talk because you don't believe me and I need to convince you. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's like doing the right things. And then they start talking and clearly donna doesn't believe him and so i think that just kind of makes him a little frustrated and then he doesn't really handle it well right like he he talks about how good he's doing in school and with work and like for his mental health those are all really good things and really important things Mm -hmm. but i don't know it's just i also i guess maybe like i'm neither team david nor team donna because i think they're i think donna is also being shitty to david like they established that they're in a an exclusive relationship and she's like going out with Cliff because like for what? Like she I, literally says, I don't know. Yeah. Like so I, I if it were me, I I don't know that I would be so nice to Donna either. And that's the thing. I I agree with you.
2: I think Donna is also like not being great here I guess what bothers me is like David's the one that wants to talk to her. He gets her all this stuff to begin with. And then he's like, you know, she compliments him like, oh, you've been working so hard on the P pad. And he's like, yeah, I've been doing so great in school, too. The only thing that's not working is you. What's going on? And then like she has to explain why him not working on their relationship isn't working. Like that's what bothers me is that he immediately asks her what's going on. But like, I don't know, it feels more accusatory that he's telling her to be like, you tell me what happened when he's just mm-hmm. admitted. "Like I work really hard on the P pad. I work really hard at school. And then Chloe showed up and I stopped paying attention to you at all. What happened? Because he was yeah. great when she was being stalked. That's mm-hmm. a weird sentence.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I know what you mean. But like he
2: was being great. And then all of a sudden, yeah, Chloe shows up and he wasn't and she's clearly jealous. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It just fell apart there. And then Mm -hmm. we've acknowledged on Donna's side that it's the Emily Valentine of it all. Yeah, of course.
0: I think it's just mm – well, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going with your thought.
2: Uh, Yeah. The only other thing I was going to say was David does bring that up. He was like, look, I know I wasn't there for the whole hostage thing, which I Mm -hmm. (laughs) – wild that he called it the hostage thing. (laughs) Yeah. but he does say he's been there so many other times. I don't know. It's really hard this scene and I just didn't like it and I think I'm just yeah. like annoyed by it.
0: No, I think that's totally fair. Like like you're making like totally valid points here and stuff and I totally understand. I think for me it's just I think I think it's one of those situations where perhaps David was expecting a little bit more trust from Donna which probably isn't earned. Which is, Mm -hmm. you you know, I I think that's true. Because I think while, yes, he was kind of ignoring Donna to focus on Chloe, I think that might kind of be his personality where he kind of like, you know, can't necessarily split his focus very well. Not that it's an excuse. It's just a pattern at this point. Mm -hmm. And... I think he also, like, is like, I'm not going to do anything to screw this up again. Like, I know there's a, you know, cute girl in my face, but, like, I'm not going to do anything about it. So, like, again, Donna should trust me. Like, I feel like I've earned that, even though he hasn't. And so that's why I'm, like, for, you know, he's honest with her. He's, like, she came on to me. I turned her down. I'm really sorry. Like, he doesn't doesn't say I'm sorry. I'm saying that for him (laughs) because he needed to say that. But... I do think it's, like, also him acknowledging that he wasn't there for her but has been so many other times. Like, that part conflicts me a little bit just because I think in, like, long-term relationships, that can happen. If you're having a specific issue – you tend to lose sight of everything else. Like, so like you're focused on the bad thing and not seeing all the good things. So you think your partner's just not doing all these other good things when they really are. It's just not contributing to the overall bad thing. So I think that's normal, but I also understand David's point of being like, it was one time, you know, like what about all the other times? Like, what about, you know, so, so it's, that's, I think that's why you probably didn't like it is because you can see both sides. (laughs) Like, Yeah,
2: I just keep going back to the thing, like, especially Donna saying, I don't know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: That upsets me. And, like, they do. I want them to go to couples therapy. I want them to go to individual therapy. I need to get on board with this relationship. And scenes like this are conflicting to me. And they made it really hard. And I did not get the whole, like, music swelling, run to each other on the dock at the end of this episode. It didn't (laughs) get me the way it was
0: supposed to. I mean, let's be real. Like, they're just recycling the Dylan, Brandon, Kelly of it all. For Donna, what she should do is not date either of them until she can make up her mind. Yeah, but Donna will never choose her. No, she won't.
2: But, like, yeah, this really is, like, Cliff is Dylan. Cliff just came back and was like, I want it and I'm going for it. Even though she's dating somebody else. And then... Girl dating somebody else is like, you know what? You're right. Let's fall to the ground and make out a little bit. (laughs) I would have loved actually with that analogy. It would never have worked in this episode and it would have made it even more confusing. But if she's at brunch with Cliff and her parents and then she gets the note from David and the little kids there and we see David off in the distance and she just like jumps off the boat and leaves. She's like, I'm not into this. Dude, I choose
0: me. It just yells it <laughs> <laughs> as she's jumping.
2: <laughs> yeah, Donna and David, I feel like are gonna need to put some work in for me.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's definitely true. Like no matter how we felt about that one particular scene, this whole storyline is showing us like there's still a lot of scar tissue that is being kind of ripped open and agitated that we need to focus on healing before we move on and continue either relationship. Which is very, you know,
2: 21 of them to just like keep going back into these relationships without really dealing with that. It's like Mm -hmm. when we were watching Supergirl yesterday and I was like, if Nate turned evil and you had to turn evil to be with him at 21, would you do it? And you just said yes.
0: Yeah, immediately. Like, of course I would. Like at 20, like, And that's the thing is, like, looking back at it, I'm like, holy shit, I was crazy. Like, I was infatuated. Not that I'm not now. It's just so different. Like, there really are different types of love. Mm -hmm. And if Nate was like, I'm going to become a villain and you're going to help me take over the world, I'd be like, where do I sign up? (laughs) Do I need to go buy, like, a leather coat? Like, what do I need? (laughs) A leather coat. (laughs) You know, okay. like sweeping duster,
2: like leather jackets. <laughs> okay, but what if the question was actually you have to get uh, like a Ninja Turtle backpack full of Doc off <laughs> Arms fused to your spine?
0: I'm like, it might be too heavy for me. Let me go work out at the Ramsey <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> you have to carry that around to school. <laughs> like, how manipulat- manipulative would that be if he was just like, no, no, you carry it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm the brains. <laughs> and I just like <laughs> be along would be like, yeah, that makes sense.
2: <laughs> well, let's also be honest. Like now Caitlin would be like, hell yeah, I'm going to get ripped and I'm going to carry this backpack. You just watch me. Totally different reasons. Completely vain reasons. <laughs>
0: and yet same outcome. And yet, yep, still carrying the Ninja Turtle backpack. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, gosh. If you guys need a reference to what that episode is that we're referring to, it is season five, episode six and seven, I think, of Supergirl. They are fantastic. They're two of my favorite episodes in the entire show. (laughs) The ones full of hot British men with beards. That's what I got out of that. True. And very, very big focus on Lena and her backstory. Moving on. We got to go check into what's happening with Gigi and Val. That's how I say Gigi because that's how one time somebody said it on Kill Girls, and
2: I think Val said it that way in this episode, too. She was like, <laughs> Nat, do you know Gigi? Gigi. I swear that happened in this scene. And I love – the only thing I care about in this scene is, like, how little anyone gives a shit about what Nat says and he can just do whatever he wants. Like, she, she goes to shake his hand. She's like, oh, a continental handshake. I love it. And then she's talking about the magazine. And they're like, did you get that, Nat? And he just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Bye. Try the pie. <laughs> Literally all I cared about was Nat just being like,
0: no, I don't get it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: OK. And then she, and then Val ends up talking her into going to the pee pad later to check it out. So, But first end well. they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, the Nemo bar whatever. I don't know why I wrote that down. That was an important detail. Yeah, I
2: I literally just wrote about Nat. I remember yeah. the rest of it enough to, like, <laughs> muddle my way through it, but I only cared about Nat. Well, his- then let's go to the basketball game. You mean the Marauders in the three-on-three
0: half-court basketball tournament? Okay. Excellent name. Yes. If Larry Mullen technically only, get, like, got credited for this, for writing this episode, but really only... Came up with the Marauders as the name. I'm okay with him now.
1: (laughs) Did you see the other team name? Was it like Big Shot? It was the Smooth Movers. Smooth
0: Movers. That's right. Ridiculous. I loved
2: loved Marauders. And I loved that they had jerseys that said Marauders on them. They Mm -hmm. went
0: all in on this basketball tournament. Oh, that was Steve's job. A hundred percent. Maybe he even sewed the letters he did you know he did
2: (laughs) oh my god what if steve has horrible penmanship but amazing embroidery skills
0: he put his little tiny glasses on and just went to work
2: (laughs) i love that so much i choose to believe that that's canon now to me
0: yeah absolutely you know what
2: he got a little stoned and he just embroidered you can get lost in whatever you're doing if you're a little stoned
0: Oh, yeah. He gets super productive. That's that's what I think for him. OK, now I'm I can't stop now. I'm just thinking like Steve is in his
2: room with his little one hitter in her room with her joints. And dad Brandon is just dealing with the two kids up in their room smoking pot. He's like, what? And under my roof. <laughs> and, you know, they have different dealers and they never talk to each other and they don't smoke together because they're brother and sister. And that's not cool.
0: Right, exactly. Who's the older sibling in this scenario? Is it Val?
2: No, it's Steve, but Val is the more mature one.
0: Okay, so it's Brandon and Brenda. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cool. <laughs> anyway,
2: there's like a lot of basketball. Like a lot, lot of basketball. basketball. Uh this this is I took screenshots. I sent you all the screenshots this is when I think I see an entire boom mic arm in the shot and I can't prove it. I watched it a few times to make sure it wasn't actually just another basketball hoop, but I feel like that's more egregious that they would accidentally get the hoop in the shot.
0: Well, and like, this is probably getting too technical, but it legitimately looked like they were in a gymnasium. Mm -hmm. And so the way that the, goals are constructed i don't know if this is how it was in 96 or 97 but when i was in when i was in school (laughs) but playing but i was legitimately playing basketball in 97 they like were on a they were you could lift them and fold them down so Mm -hmm. the black bars just unless it's a really old gym but even then i feel like They were then, like, Um, what's the word? Hung on a wall. That's, yeah, if you, I'll, like, I'll zoom in and I'll send the
2: evidence again. If you look at the angle of it in the top corner of the screen, like, it it just doesn't look like a hoop. I'm trying to justify that it's the black bars of the hoop, but it looks more like, like a boom or something.
0: I agree. Just an individual pole. I agree. Yeah. Also, they the scores table is like so close to the field of play. <laughs> I when I realized it was like a half court and then
2: the mm-hmm. scores table was in the middle, I was like, "Why would you do this? Yeah, why would you not put the scores table on the side where like side. it normally sits?" Exactly,
0: that's where it usually is in a smaller gym where you have like bleacher sitting seating. Yeah, yeah it it's got to
2: have been because of how they were filming it. They wanted to make sure we yeah. constantly saw that the Marauders were winning. But yeah. Having played two years of middle school basketball, it stood out to me as well. <laughs> love it. I also honestly really loved when Dick runs behind Brandon. Is like, come on, Brandon, what are you high?
0: I know, like when he misses one basket.
2: I love that they're like good at it, and I also really kind of love that Dick is like not affected performance-wise by getting stoned sometimes.
0: Hmm. I agree.
2: Like, which makes what happens later a complete 180, but it's fine. Yeah. But, yeah, all we really needed to see from that scene is that they're good at basketball. And they they play well together. And they're moving on. They're moving on to the semifinals. And we're moving on to Palm Springs. (laughs) Because I guess we have to.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, I know it's the way... That everyone was dressing, but those guys looked really old when they were checking out Claire and Kelly.
0: Yeah. And And not cute. No. And I just don't understand why we needed this. Like, why couldn't we have just had like, do you remember back in high school when Jackie, uh, Cindy, Kelly and Brenda and Andrea all went to that spa. Wait, Andrea was there, right? Yes, she was. Yes. And they all went to that spa and it was legit just them relaxing at a spa. Now granted, there's some other stuff like woven in with like I think Kelly was having issues. Jackie was like potentially like a like around drugs or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her friend was there. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have guys like trying to now granted, this was like a legit spa, not like a hotel. But, I, but like I just did this, not understand the point. And
2: it really made the story about the guys and not them. Like earlier in the, the episode, they'd, I think it was Donna says it, but it's like they're repeating stuff that Claire has said that traveling means you get to redefine yourself or reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that's clearly why. When Roger comes up to talk to them and asks if they're part of the Ukrainian folk dance group that's performing at the spa, they say yes in very bad accents. Yes, very much. Which, like, could have been fun if they kept it up, but Kelly's not interested in it. The guys are really predatory. And then, like, Claire's also like, oh, I can't actually do this because I'm in a committed relationship. I'm just doing this for you. But Kelly doesn't want to do it.
0: Like yeah, it just it was an opportunity to show them bonding, and failed not over boys. And also yeah, like excellent point on like why did we even get the boys' perspective? We never get that. (laughs) And then like yeah, they go to walk away, and the bellhop
2: is taking their luggage to their room, where Rogers like we have to follow that luggage. That's creepy as hell.
0: Yes, it is. Like very much. That's
2: not okay. No. Honestly, as soon as that happened, like, my first thought was Kelly and Claire are in danger, and my second thought was, this is how you know men wrote this episode.
0: True. Good point. Good point. Also, all of the basketball. It did
2: make me wonder if we were, like, trying to go for a different uh, audience with this episode. Mm.
0: Trying to get to more male viewers or something. Yeah. That's yeah. why it wasn't like
2: spa heavy at the spa and it was very basketball right. heavy at the basketball.
0: Good point. Mm. I have no idea. Regardless, I, really I had no, I had no time, which sucks because it was all the girls storylines this week, but I had no time for the Claire and Kelly stuff and I had no time for the Val stuff. Yeah. I just, there, there's not, I barely care about the Donna stuff, honestly. Mm-hmm. It needs more, it needs like more than it got. To be just like one of four storylines or however many we have. Yeah. Because.
2: Yeah. Donna's story kind of takes a wild left turn at this point. Mm -hmm. Because. I guess she's agreed with David that she's going to tell Cliff she's not seeing him anymore so that she can go be with the guy she's exclusively in a relationship with. Just wild that that needs to be said. But Cliff is currently staying on a boat. Right by Donna's parents' boat. And when Donna tries to break up with him and she says she has to go back to David, she sounded so sad. Mm Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Cliff picks up on it and then gets real pushy about it.
0: Yeah, this made me, like, really look at Cliff in a bad light.
2: Yeah, like, Mary said it too in the synopsis, like, this is – he's being too pushy like at this point she has said no i'm not interested in continuing this even if she sounds sad to be going back to david she's told you no Mm -hmm. so like you need to back off but not only does he not back off he's going to brunch with her parents and he insists on still going to brunch with her
0: parents after this conversation and i think at this point you have to assume he has the job offer too that we talk about later oh he has
1: to yeah because he told him like give him a week so what should have happened here is donna said should have said no i'm breaking up with you you're not coming to brunch don't fucking come to brunch also i'm not talking to you anymore bye and then he can go fuck off to florida and not go to brunch and not have felice digging her little okay i'm sorry i'm getting way ahead I'll stop. No, but yes, because I have big, 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 I'm big mad about fucking Felice. Like, yeah.
2: Oh, Felice. As soon as they said that Felice invited him, like
0: David says it later too, but I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, well,
2: we are in trouble. We are all in
0: trouble. Literally, like, I think he says, if your mom is into this, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Which is like, might, yeah, be fair. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. It's literally, like, it's on my page of notes. It's at the very bottom. He acknowledges that if Felice is working against him, he's dead. Like we all are. Like there's gonna be no jumping into the ocean. Felice is gonna push us.
0: Not if I push her first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my God, I cannot wait to get to the brunch. It's so dumb. So dumb. Um there's yeah, there's like a couple of brief scenes between mm-hmm. what we just saw and the next time we see Donna. I feel like most of them we should be pretty easy to get through. Because um, yeah. a lot of it's actually Kelly and Claire.
0: Yes, and I will say the only thing I liked about their storyline is the robes. I loved the robes with the giant hoods. They had hoods. They looked like plush boxing robes. You know what I mean? Because like the hood was kind of triangular and big. So you just like make them plush and floofy oh, I wanted that robe.
2: Yeah, I would be so warm in that robe. Like, just imagine just like, like they do just like curling up on a chaise lounge in that robe. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's not what happens first because there's a letter under their door from Roger and Dean who have left them their room number to call and neither of them say,
0: how did they know this is where we are? Ooh, good point i didn't even Nobody clock that i just it. clocked when claire calls the guys to tell them that they don't want to hang out and they insist anyway yeah
2: and then we get like a really cute little moment where claire tries to teach kelly how to have an accent by saying dr Zhivago.
0: <laughs> yeah which <laughs> jenny gar's little like giggles
2: <laughs> so like,
0: cute so precious like she was like, I'm embarrassed. But it was, it felt so genuine that I'm like, okay, maybe Jenny Garth just sucks at accents. And she's like, shit, okay, I just have to have fun with this.
2: <laughs> it felt real. Yeah, it did. <laughs> like, cause yeah, Claire, not good at accents, but like she committed to it. And then yes. Jenny Garth was just like, hi. <laughs> yeah,
0: my wife.
2: <laughs> like, you know, the like opening of, Twenty-two Jump Street, where they're supposed to infiltrate the traffickers, and so yes. <laughs> Jonah Hill walks in and he's telling the whole story, and then he points over to Channing Tatum <laughs> and he's like, "Swiper
0: and um, Boots." He's so that's what this at was. It. That's what this was. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they tell
2: them no, and then the guys find them later and start bragging about how they developed the website for Mission Impossible.
1: I was dying. The most visited website <laughs> ever in time. the history of websites. <laughs> I, I love like,
0: that they just like build websites. Like they they just they literally like and but, and also what I'm thinking of of a 1997 or 1998 website is just Space like Jam? word and word art, you know.
2: <laughs> like I I really want to do a wayback machine to try and, and find the Mission Impossible website, because like I know the Space Jam website still exists, and we recently watched the episode where Cory and Topanga get married, and they Disney really did a Cory and Topanga's wedding website that you can find on the Wayback did Machine. They? So I went, yeah, it linked to oh. their message boards, the ABC message boards. Yeah, that's incredible. But yes, yeah, so I want to see this because. I don't think they're even developing them. I think they're just designing the website, which is very important. But I love that this is what they're bragging about. We designed
0: a website together. I mean, if you think about it, like, that was probably pretty revolutionary at the time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, they're like, oh, this will impress them. And I guess, to be fair, if they assume they're from the Ukraine, like, maybe – They wouldn't understand some of the words in English. I don't know. Who knows?
2: Yeah, because since Kelly doesn't talk, they assume she doesn't speak English. She has to say, like, a little. (laughs)
0: Uh, Kelly. (laughs) And then,
2: more dangerously, they insist on taking them into the desert tomorrow. And the girls say yes.
0: The desert. I mean, I know they're in the desert, but, like, the desert. No, ma'am. You do not just go into
2: the desert with guys. I mean, no. when we see them later, they are very clearly not dressed to go hiking. None mm-hmm. of them are. So that's fine. I found the website. It's just
0: text. <laughs> <laughs> Take a screenshot of it. We'll okay. save it. Like, I can't because the scroll bar doesn't scroll the whole website. It just scrolls the text. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll show you what I mean. The impossible mission force has decided to establish an online presence. Oh,
2: my God. Top secret okay. information is being declassified. I have to stop. Listen to this, though.
0: This site is maximized for use with Netscape Navigator 2.0 and the Macromedia Shockwave plugin.
2: Netscape 2.0! Blast,
0: Blast from the past.
2: Well, you know what? I take it all back. Roger and Dean are classy guys. <laughs>
0: beautifully executed website all right back to the mortars because they're having dinner at the walsh house plus tracy um dick offers to do the dishes i guess but then all the boys jump in and tracy gets to go what did she say watch the tube and make fun of other broadcasters (laughs) yes that's exactly what she said and she did it with like a little head tilt too oh tracy never change
2: I hope she learned the head tilt from Steve. Ah, oh, good call. Like, she just does the head tilt now. She's like, I'm going to leave the room now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so this is also the scene I sent y'all screenshots of because I could not stop staring at the top of the screen We can clearly see that the Walsh kitchen is a set and I've never seen it before and I hope
0: to never see it again because I can't tell you what they talked about well now yeah because it's etched in your mind that oh my god this isn't real (laughs) it's not real where did tracy go (laughs) yeah well to help you here they just talked about weed again and dick (laughs) tells brandon That he's like, hey, man, I'm just a weekend warrior, which is a totally different meaning these days. But basically he's saying like he only smokes on the weekend because he's planning to go to Stanford in the fall for grad school. And don't worry, Brandon, it's all good. Like, I don't really do it that often.
1: And I've got a future ahead
0: of me, like all the foreshadowing, you know. Well, yeah, I guess go him for
2: getting into Stanford. Mm hmm.
0: And they got a really
1: good
2: soccer team that they do. That's all I know about Stanford. Sorry.
0: Well, um uh, moving on to Palm Springs again. This is when they decide to go relax by the pool slash hot tub, and they're like very, very, very relaxed here. Um still in their robes, I might add. But the guys come over to see them, and this is when they're talking about the design, the websites that they do and stuff like that. But then Kelly suddenly panics out of nowhere and is like, oh, I think we're going to go upstairs by and they can't get out of there fast enough. And all of a sudden the actual Ukrainian troop walks in and one of the guys was like, hey, it's your friends." <laughs> Which, thankfully, those women seemed very friendly because they were like, oh,
2: hey, but also. These boys are idiots. They're so dumb. <laughs> the fact that they didn't even question this at this point they were just like oh your friends are here why aren't you guys aren't even auditioning you're not practicing nothing.
0: nothing nothing they're so dumb yes and then we gotta anyway, jump let's go to let's go to the let's go to the pee pad let's go away from the storyline <laughs>
2: yeah um we we got a lot at the pee pad so very much uh we we start the night hasn't really kicked off And David hasn't fully started working yet. But Donna shows up and he's genuinely excited to see her because Mm -hmm. she was supposed to have broken things off with Cliff. They're supposed to be working on themselves. And he's like, hey, let's go dance before I go to work. At which point, good for her though, she does immediately say like, not only did I not break up with Cliff, but my mom invited him to brunch tomorrow and I'm going to go too. Oops. Yeah.
0: I do appreciate the like immediate honesty because I feel like that's what sometimes the show lacks that it doesn't need to lack. Mm -hmm. There's enough drama there by the reveal alone. Yeah. And like, yeah, if this relationship's going to work, you guys can
2: never lie to each other about anything.
0: Yes, exactly. Because there's just too much baggage
2: there by both sides, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we get a a short scene. Dick is uh, drunk or high or both. And, you know, like him and Steve and Ellen are at one table and Brandon and Tracer at the next table and like Brandon and Steve are talking about like you know I don't really know about this and Steve is insisting he'll get him home early they got the game tomorrow it'll be fine he'll get him some water we'll we'll be good nothing's going to go wrong and I love Brandon being like I'm tired of being the narc so he's not going to say anything to Dick Of
0: course he's not. Bad timing, Brandon. I mean, like, I get it. Like, you don't want to be the person that's like, hey, man, you probably shouldn't be doing this. But at the same time, it's like, somebody has to, right? Like, sometimes people just, they're not ready to learn that lesson or they're not ready to, like, I guess, grow. I'm not trying to say, like, you know, smoking weed and stuff makes you immature or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying, like, when you're making bad decisions, like, Sometimes you're just not ready to grow up yet. You're not ready to get out of those phases or you're acting out for whatever reason. And so you kind of need those people that are like, hey, you probably shouldn't do this. Like maybe like let's think of another way. Let's talk about like what's going on, like blah, blah, blah. If it gets to the point where it's starting to affect your life, right? Mm -hmm. If it's a casual thing and like Dick said, like if he really is just like kind of doing it for fun, but he's like going to freaking Stanford, like By all means, I don't think anybody needs to step in here, but, like, he does seem a little out of control, you know?
2: Yeah, this is one of those, like, really complicated moments where, like, you know, I think they even said this with Kelly is, like, she's got to hit rock bottom first. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't be the one to, like, force somebody else to not do the thing. And then it opens up a whole can of worms that I was thinking of, of, like – Uh. Brandon and Steve and everybody else, like, really cannot make themselves feel responsible for what happened to Dick. And, like, you run a really risky path at this point of, yeah, Brandon being like, I don't want to be the narc, but then if he said something, maybe Dick wouldn't have died. Like, that's Mm -hmm. a rabbit hole that nobody can afford to go down. Absolutely. For sure. You know, we talked about how uh, David... Knows about Felice and is basically just like, I'm dead. This relationship is dead. I got to go to work. After they had that conversation, Donna went over to the Peach Pit side of things. And once again, Nat's in the scene. And Donna's just like, I just really needed somebody to talk to. Nat's like, okay, what's on your mind? And then she sees Cliff and just walks away. And Nat goes, we must
0: talk again. (laughs) This man had to get up at an ungodly hour to do this.
2: <laughs> I really hope they filmed his scenes back to back. Right? He was just like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a whole Cliff is just inserting himself into the story. Like every time somebody is just at the peach pit, they're not just at the peach pit. They know that's where you go.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they know it's like pee pad night and you weren't invited. So you're just going to go hang out in the peach pit where you'll be there in case anything happens, but you're not technically breaking any rules.
2: And I'm only like accidentally facing the door that leads to the pee pad. I don't know how that Mm -hmm. happened. I'm not facing in the other direction. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's it's creepy. How many times this keeps happening? Because I think he was here last time they left the pee pad late at night. That sounds right. Yeah, maybe Cliff's been a stalker this whole time. Uh, Yeah, three for three. We're just going to keep going with that. Anyway, not the point. Back in the pee pad. This is where we find out that Dick has gone a little too far. And he pulls Steve aside and to Steve's credit, he originally starts the conversation being like, nah, man, I don't want to get high again. Like, we're not going to smoke pot right now. We got a game tomorrow. I am focus. Mm -hmm. But that's not what Cliff has in mind. Because Cliff ran into a dealer, he knows, and got heroin. And by Cliff, you mean dick. (laughs) God damn it. I wrote Cliff in the rest of my notes, and I've been trying so hard. Literally, I don't say Dick one more time.
0: I mean, these one-syllable white male names, like, that's what it is. And
2: they're (laughs) they're both gone after this episode, so, like, do I really have to learn their
0: names? Yeah. I mean, yes. So, yeah. But to put the right emphasis on this, (laughs) Dick got heroin. What? China White. Ugh. Oh, my God. Like the fact that Steve was like, that's heroin. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I- yeah. is it?
2: <laughs> the fact that they had to explain that to us, and I'm like, why are you teaching the kids what drug
0: names are? Right? <laughs> just say it's heroin or H, because that's, at least I know that's the street name, but it also is just what the first letter of the drug is. So, but then Steve says that, like, the only reason he would not
2: also do it is because he's scared of needles.
0: Not of the highly illegal, very dangerous drug. Yeah,
2: but it's okay because Dick says you can just snort it, and so Steve is like, "Okay, save me a taste."
0: Literally, he's like, "Oh, you snort it? It's just like cocaine," and that's okay too. Cocaine, yeah, (laughs) because like, like Steve has been around.
2: Well, Kelly had her drug problem with snorting things while David has had his drug problem while Dylan had his drug problem that I'm pretty sure also involved heroin like I don't mm-hmm. think we ever confirmed but we can you know intimate that whatever caused Dylan's car accident was well, right, at like right, right. this level of narcotic
0: yes that's right I remember that now hmm
2: yeah but also who gets heroin and is like no i'm just going to like do a little and then someone will drive me home and i'll be totally good tomorrow like i don't think this is a drug you don't have a hangover from the next day
0: yeah i mean i know nothing nothing absolutely nothing literally about nothing. heroin but
2: literally nothing other than it's terrifying and i don't want to do it
0: yeah i can just imagine yeah it's not like a you don't You don't feel no side effects after the fact. Like I feel like it's probably a pretty like high high and a pretty low low. Yeah. If I'm understanding the nature of like a narcotic, right? Yeah,
2: I don't know. And there's also this whole like you've already got everyone around you is like really not into you just smoking pot by yourself and then come in and hang out with them. Ellen's Mm -hmm. not into it, so I don't know why she'd be okay with this. Like I honestly feel bad. I never mention Ellen until like right around now when they were at the basketball game i didn't even register who she was it was like who is this woman that keeps talking to tracy
0: i had no idea either i was like oh we're spending a lot of camera focus time on the person also beside tracy but i didn't know who that was
2: and also why did claire and kelly have to go to palm springs why wasn't claire at the game
1: because uh, I we needed know. to not pass the Bechtel test i don't know because yeah. Kelly couldn't be with Brandon or Kelly couldn't <laughs> yeah. watch Brandon play basketball. Yeah, I guess so.
2: And Ugh. I don't know. Weird. But yeah, we get this this one little moment where Val and Gigi come in and like the only thing of note here in my mind is that like Val is trying really really hard to be cool and make people like her and, like, seem like she's cool. Like, she tries to go get David to come hang out with her, too, but, you know, he's got his own stuff going on.
0: And for later, there are cameras and pictures being taken, so. Based on what happens next, that's evidence, right?
2: Yeah, that's very important information. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we don't know how much time has passed, but Dick has gone missing. Like Ellen can't find him. Brandon and Tracy want to leave. Everybody's like a little rushed. And so Steve goes to look for him. And he's like, oh, well, he's in the bathroom because that's where he went to go snort some heroin. Um, but Dick has closed himself into a stall. And when Steve goes to look, he's on the ground. And, like, he's not really responding. He's not able to open the door. Steve literally rips that door off the hinges to get to him. Mm -hmm. And, like, from then, honestly, it's just kind of a lot of chaos. It's really hard to describe.
0: Yeah. It's just, like, like someone goes to the Peach Pit to get Nat to call the cops. Cliff springs into action to go try to do CPR on on dick val is alerted about what's happening so she runs into the scene we get a lot of weird crowding around of folks. yeah
2: like that that made me really uncomfortable I was like why is there a crowd in the bathroom why are we not trying like i feel like in a moment like this you know you have your like fight or flight or freeze kind of moment yes. where like it seemed everyone was freezing, but I feel like someone in this crowd would have been like, we got to get all these extras out of here. Somebody's got to get Ellen away from Dick. Yeah. Like, she can't yeah. be here while this is happening. And then we also have Gigi and her friends being like, ooh, something's going down.
0: And, like, snapping pics and, like, wanting to use those pictures.
2: Yeah. Like, the fact that Val has to literally be like, are you planning to use those? Like,
0: I don't know. No, I will never read La La Magazine. I'll tell you that. I mean, first of all, it's a HIPAA violation. Second, it's a, it's, I don't know the right like violation of law, but like it's considering there are police officers there and, and are under suspicion of something that's tampering, I guess, with the crime scene, right? Or something like that. And it's just disgusting. That's that's the part that gets me is,
2: like, what are you going to do? Put a body in a magazine? Mm-hmm. Like, no. And also, the way they describe their magazine, like, this is not the place. You've got some, like, unsuspecting people being, you know, just turn the page and all of a sudden, yeah. like, somebody dies of a drug overdose in a club. Like, there's this no is, consent? This is, like, what we talked about with, like... The the hostage episode where like there are times on TV and all this stuff where you just like don't get a warning of what's gonna happen. Yeah. That that episode of Buffy. You have no idea that oh thing is God. about to happen. Like that yeah. it, it, it feels like, yeah, not very consensual that like I didn't know there was gonna be this and mm-hmm. I don't want it. I don't want that in my life, and I should get the opportunity to turn myself away from it.
0: Yeah. Especially if and, I'm reading
2: something called La La Magazine, I'm not expecting to see crime scene photos.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it, it wouldn't fit the nature of the actual publication. I mean, and then like on top of all of that, there's police there. It's like an active, mm-hmm. I guess, crime scene at this point because the the officer goes to talk to Val about saying like he, you know, there's rumors that there's a dealer at the club, and Val's like, no. Also, I want my lawyer before I just start talking to you because she has learned. The hard way through Jonesy and such. Mm-hmm. But she has learned, like, to speak to representation. And then not a good look for Brandon when he's just like, what a waste. I was furious. Like, Ugh.
2: Ev- honestly, so many people at this point look terrible. And I was just waiting for the episode to end. I was like, please, just end it. Just yeah. end it. I don't need to hear this anymore. Because... Mm-hmm. Like, he says that, and then Cliff is talking to Donna and, like, you know, basically telling her there's no saving him. Like, Dick was dead when he got there. Mm -hmm. But David comes over, and Cliff is just like, I don't think Donna's parents would be very thrilled to find out that she's hanging out at a club where drugs are being done in the bathrooms.
0: Like, what else do you want to know, Cliff? Her dowry? Like, that felt so possessive and
1: parental yeah it was like icky yeah
2: Yeah. and when has donna ever wanted to be with someone that like sided with her parents like that like Like, you clearly don't know her
0: yeah like no wonder like now i'm starting to understand her attraction for david she david has never tried to make donna into something she's not and never tried to just fit into some mold that her parents want like of course she's going to be attracted to david (laughs) like
2: oh and then when the cops like they come to David, he has to go with him for questioning, and Cliff is like, come on, I'll take you home, and she goes with him. Like, girl, find another ride home, please. Like, do not let mm-hmm. this man put you in a car. I don't want it. Yeah. And then we, we skip to the next day and have to go to Palm Springs where, you know, Claire and Kelly aren't in Beverly Hills. They haven't heard the news, and the phone rings as those two guys show up where immediately like it's Donna calling to tell them what happened and Claire's really upset I mean that's her ex-boyfriend that's her boyfriend's friend that's a guy that she knows and then for some reason the the two whatevers I don't even have their names here anymore and I couldn't remember them but like yeah they're like Oh, we got tricked by some phonies. Like we'd believe you that somebody died.
0: I literally wrote whatever the storyline storyline is dumb. Like I couldn't even bother to continue writing about this scene.
2: That's I was like writing thinking it was gonna be something. And then as soon as they were just like, Are you speaking in an American accent or whatever they said? It's like, Why write this?
0: Yeah. Why?
2: Who needs this? Yeah. The like Yeah, why didn't we get them on a spa weekend, just the two of them? And, like, they could have pretended to be Ukrainian or French or Dutch, like, whatever they wanted, without two creepy guys who just, like, ruined the story.
0: I think what would have been really fun is if it was just a spa weekend, Mm -hmm. but, like, on the way there, they're discussing – you know, like, what's been going on, and Kelly's, like, letting Claire into what she's been going on in her head, like, all that kind of stuff, and Claire offers up, like, you know, when you go on vacation, you can reinvent yourself, whatever, and then they get to the hotel, and both of them are just speaking in British accents, you know, and just, like, the rest of the weekend, they go about their spa, and, like, have a great time just pretending to be British, and nothing
1: happens, like, give me that. What would have been really cute is if, like, like, literally what you just said, we got to see them, like, plan what they're gonna do and like talk about like their new identity that they're assuming over the weekend and Mm -hmm. then act as that person and not themselves and just have fun and not be stalked
0: yeah like we don't need boys at all in this no like the only boy that can be present is if he's a masseuse he's the one bringing them their tea yes
2: Like, and Kelly is so uncomfortable with actually doing this. So, like, there was no point in it. Yep. It's also really weird to me that Donna, like, breaks this news to them and is like, I would have thought Steve would have called by now. Like, what tells you about Steve's personality that he is going to have the sound enough mind to call Claire and tell her what happened?
0: Yeah, especially, like. And I'm not trying to say that any of the women in this episode are more emotionally mature than the men because I actually think they're, like, pretty even (laughs) across the board. Some maybe a little more than others, but then the next one brings them way down. Whatever. Yeah. I think, like, to me, it does make more sense from a female perspective. Maybe it's stereotyping, but I am a girl, so I feel like I can say this. Like, I would definitely – want to be on the phone and tell my friends about something nate wouldn't like he just like maybe he would call me but i don't know like i can't i can't guarantee I t- that whereas i could guarantee that i'd be like i need to talk to somebody
2: you know well and i would just also hope that the <coughs> friends would want to help take care of this like mm-hmm. you got two friends being questioned by the police and their involvement in drug solicitation you got steve who just watched his friend die found his friend dying Mm -hmm. and then watched it and like y'all can't make a phone call
0: yeah exactly
2: that's the thing that gets me because like it's the segue for donna to be like steve's not taking it well that's why he didn't call to go to steve's room where he's got the door shut he's ignoring phone calls he's like staring at himself in the mirror and like Brandon ends up just going through Val's room and going through the bathroom to get to him which
0: mm-hmm.
2: is a solid move on Brandon and I was just like Steve why did you shut all the doors like, yeah but Steve's response to this like his trauma response in this moment is to get high and not think about it
0: Yeah, because he's like, he's feeling some sort of real guilt about potentially getting Val and David in trouble, Mm -hmm. not being able to stop Dick and not having the foresight to understand that Dick was like farther gone than Mm -hmm. Steve had seen him before, Um, which survivor's guilt, right? Like, it's very, very common. And like, I understand expulsion from school is a very real consequence um none of us were ever naive enough to believe that was actually going to happen to steve but this is like real consequences and i think because they're consequences that are not potentially happening to him but affecting others that's probably Mm -hmm. what's setting in like for steve like he probably thinks that he himself can get out of anything but he can't get his friends out of anything you know he can't do anything in this situation
2: yeah this is not you know his mom's money and fame getting him unexpelled. This is not, you know, Brandon getting him out of the getting expelled for stealing a baseball. This is not him just having to, like, go find failed exams. Mm -hmm. This is, like, this is irreversible.
0: Right. This is potential, like, legitimate legal trouble and someone literally dying.
2: Yeah. And, yeah, like, Steve has this whole monologue about it and... He's, like, what's really relatable to me in this moment is he's, like, sitting on the ground behind a chair. Mm, mm -hmm. Like, he's not sitting on the bench by the window. He's not sitting in the chair. He's sitting on the ground behind all of that stuff. Like, he's very clearly trying to hide from what's going on in the world.
0: Oh, yeah. And I actually think Ian Ziering did a really nice job here. Um, Mm -hmm. The I've always thought Steve or rather Ian's earring has been very good with the emotional stuff. We just don't get a lot of it. Um, And so him saying like, I I can't sleep. I've been having nightmares about everything happening. I can't sleep. Like that also to me felt very real. Like you're just replaying something over and over. It's intrusive. It's getting into your dreams. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, pair that with him literally like cowering on the floor and I thought that was an excellent choice. Yeah. I mean, it's
2: it's very real. The way that this was like directed and acted and like the emotion behind it all, like it's very real.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we have to do like a ton of wrap up at this point. Like we've hit, you know, the major climax of the episode and now it's like wrapping it all up to get to like the end of the week. I guess. Like the end, everything that's happening. Because after Donna made this phone call, we find out she went to go see Ellen and check on her. But then she goes to the boat where Felice is and I want to throw her in the water so badly.
0: She like immediately is like, Donna, brunch. You should have been here hours ago. Like this is not the right time. Like I'm like, okay, bitch. Like We literally just had someone die, and sorry that I was being compassionate and empathetic towards a friend who literally just watched her boyfriend die, so you can kindly jump off this boat. Which, in
2: not so many words, is essentially what Donna says, and in tones, and then Felice is all, well, I hope your friends didn't have anything to do with it.
0: Yeah. David. Specifically. Yeah. Oh, I-
2: Donna snaps at her, and Dr. Martin is like, Felice- Let's go get drinks. Like, calm your ass down and go downstairs.
0: Still don't understand how Dr. Dad is still
2: married to this woman. This woman just, like, she can't help herself. It just happened. Because, like, when Donna snaps at her, I'm pretty sure she's like, I'm sorry. Like, then why just say it in the first place?
0: Yeah, it's like she has, like, she has to say every single thing she's thinking. Like, everything. Like, there's no filter when it's like,
2: think it in your head, think how other people will react to it, say something different. Yeah. It will take two seconds to not say, I hope your friends didn't give this boy the drugs that
0: killed him. Or perhaps, do you know how this boy got the drugs that killed him? Like, you don't have to accuse, you could just be curious. (laughs) Ask how Ellen is, if there's yeah. anything you can do. Did you know Dick? Like, did you know this boy? How close were you? Do you even want to talk about this? Right. Like, ugh. Anyway, so they go get drinks or go walk way. Cliff says he got the head of safety
2: at a very famous theme park in Orlando. I love that they could legally not use Disney World. <laughs> but they were so... Uh, they were like oh is it in anaheim it's in orlando
0: where is disney
2: in the united states
0: right like they couldn't have even said like the house of mouse like (laughs) like i if this had been a normal episode and not as
2: heavy as it was i would have like screamed at this point like he's doing this again
0: like yeah Yeah, oh i love you i want to be with you i have to move to orlando i told them i'd think about it but like let's be real like I'm going and you're coming with me or I'm not going, like I'm not coming. You're not coming. Like it's, uh, he said I'll stay for you. But like homeboy would have realized real quickly, like, nah. Okay, Uh,
2: But like we see David and Val get released from questioning where this lawyer is just like, I think you're going to be fine, but like you need to tighten up security at the club. Like assuming the P pad even is still around after this, like, this might have been a PR, like, yeah. death stroke. Like, this could be it. um, But, like, the P pad is going to change. You can't come back from this. Not like there was nothing.
0: Yeah. Like, they got to have more, like, cameras and probably better check, like, check pockets, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No tolerance. All that jazz. Um, yeah. Which I get, of course. Like. Yeah. Human safety is, like, the most important thing. Like, oh, the kids don't have somewhere to go dance. Well, at least they're alive, you know. Exactly.
2: And then Steve and Brandon have to go forfeit the semifinal because they're down a player. And so they do not have a three-man team anymore. And this is really weird. Like, the other team tells them they have class to show up. But, like... Their friend died last night. There's nothing about class here.
0: Yeah, I think class is certainly the wrong word. I think it would have been like, hmm. Sorry like maybe, for your loss. Yeah, like maybe they could have just swapped that entirely and been like, I'm so sorry. You, ha- you felt you had to come here. Yes. Y- you know, like.
2: <laughs> yeah, it took a lot of class for you to show up and tell us that your friend died so you can't play it. Like
0: yeah it would made
2: no difference. it made me mad i was like y'all could at least yeah yeah (sighs) back to felice thank god (laughs) (laughs) never not even in this
0: moment she makes a comment about new yorkers like she says like oh cliff you're not a typical new yorker i'm like why is she terrible to everyone she literally has to complain about everything And even when
2: it's a subtle backhanded comment, Dr. Martin has to be like, she's saying that because you're too nice. She did. She expected you to suck.
0: Yeah. She expected you to be a damn Yankee or whatever. Like, (laughs) please. Again, kindly jump off this boat.
1: Touch grass.
0: This woman needs to touch grass. (laughs) My favorite part is like.
2: Right after this, that little boy comes up and, you know, gives Donna the note. We find out David's up on the dock. And Dr. Martin's like, invite David down. He'll have coffee with us. And Donna's like, I will not subject him to this. (laughs) Like,
0: for as terrible as Felices, Dr. Dad is like, this is where Donna became an angel. Like, Dr. Dad's an angel.
2: (laughs) And then Felice looks at Cliff and says, "Do something about this." Yeah? <laughs> Lost it. Like I wrote some swear words in my notes. At this point, I was like, "Felice, oh my god!"
0: Like I, this woman can go pound sand. I don't. <laughs> I was done. like this is like truly like an eighties movie
2: where the villain is like, "Do something about this," and then like the lovers get to go off at the he end, like.
0: like- is it too much to ask to have sharks with freaking laser beams attached to the freaking heads? <laughs> she's she's that level of villain. Like, yes. I just.
2: Ridiculous. I'm like, thankfully, Cliff finally takes the hint. Probably doesn't hurt that he sees Felice as a nightmare. And he's like, yeah. I gotta get away from that.
0: Yeah, I got the mouse waiting for me.
2: But he said the best line in the episode in my mind. It was so dumb. Sometimes the only way to stop a fire is to let it burn out. <laughs> Cliff Yeager, um, firefighter.
0: Like, that is not how you stop a fire. That is, there's no action there. That is just a passive, like, oh, there's a fire. Let's just watch it burn. Like, yeah, it's literally the dog in the house meme of this is fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, that. that's not it. You can, like, put another fire to, like, block it. Like, you already, it, it's like a controlled burn to stop the out of control burn but yeah you're you're not fighting the fire you're just wa- watching it
0: you could you could toss water on it you could stamp it out you could throw a blanket on it and smother it i like i it and like is that the best way cliff
2: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is he's just like but you know if you guys break up again like i'll be back <laughs> he's so kiss weird
0: girl. like i'm ready for disney references like i need them all
2: it's so ridiculous. And then, yeah, she runs off the boat to David and they kiss on the dock and they're so happy to see each other. And I'm like, you didn't resolve your issues. No. Nothing was resolved. But, like, you know, Donna's going to like frame that little note that just says, I love you, D. D. She probably like
0: wants, no. <laughs>
1: I'm, like, 100% positive that on their scripts for this, like, run and kiss on the dock scene was, like, the words, kiss him bigger. Right? All I see is the side of, of, of Tori Spelling's tongue. That's
0: all I can see from this point forward. Like, legitimately, I'm, like, thinking if I'm Tori Spelling and I'm, I don't know, she's probably, like, 25 here, and... I see in the first ever script that my father approved them to make my character a virgin. They're like, okay, okay, like bet. I'm going to kiss these boys real hard. (laughs) And you're going to have to watch it. (laughs) Yeah. So,
2: like, we always hear all this stuff that, like, Aaron Spelling reads the scripts and is like, what's Donna doing this week? Do you think he ever got wardrobe approval? No. Like, he doesn't which- even know what wardrobe is. Like <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, uh, Donna saves an underprivileged kid this week, and she does it in like a bikini.
0: Yeah, right? Like she's literally like a bond girl in an episode or something, but she I don't know, like was an elf or something, like in Santa like for <laughs> Santa. I don't know. Then he's like, Okay, great, but no sex, right? She's still a virgin. Yes, Mr. Spelling. Great. Okay. Approved. She's she's naked in bed with a boy, but no sex.
2: I love you, D. (laughs) And like, why not just write David? The D is in
1: quotes. The D (laughs) is in quotes. (laughs) Did I write this to you or did you write this to me? Maybe I just came back from the future to give you this note that you wrote to me because you love me. Let's kiss now.
0: I'm just giving you this note that you actually left for me this morning, and I'm recycling it. I hope you like it. (laughs)
2: Later on, he's going to fill in the Anna and be like, look how much you love me.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. What if she fills in the Anna?
1: (laughs) He just, like,
0: takes... Like, because also the punctuation, the comma, like, it was such a a formal note. Is it a letter or is it a, I love you, D? You know? We'll never, we may never know for sure. We'll never know. (laughs) Anywho, we have to go back to the more serious side of the episode for the final scene, (laughs) And there's a vigil for Dick at the pee pad slash peach pit. And mm-hmm. Steve, Brandon, Tracy, Kelly
2: are all there. I know Steve, Brandon, and Tracy. I don't remember Kelly. I thought
0: I saw point. Kelly hug Steve at one point. but I mean, quite possible because they'd be back by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they're all shocked that there would actually be a vigil there. But then Steve sees a bong there and he gets very mad. And... Picks it up and just smashes it.
2: I mean, rightfully so, right? Yeah. Like, he OD'd on drugs, so you're going to leave drug paraphernalia? like, Yeah. I, I don't even care if it's, like, the kids from Dazed and Confused who love drugs. Like, right. Like, you don't do that. That's not okay.
0: Yeah, it's just poor taste for, like, whatever it is. Like, there's no good reason to put it there. And this is kind of where we get our little PSA. You know, mm-hmm. like for the episode, which you know, who knows if they did. Like, I know at some point they would do either before the episode or after the episode, the actors would come on and be like, you know, you mm-hmm. know, drug prevention hotline is da 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 da. But yeah. Steve kind of just like talks about Dick's last words to him and how it could have easily been Steve instead of him. He PSAs a speech and is like, just think carefully before, like, blah 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 blah. And then it's really sweet because Steve puts his Dick's jersey at the vigil. And I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. I.
2: The only part that, like, I don't know, I just didn't care for just because of the way it came off Mm -hmm. was that Steve gives this whole speech and then Brandon's just like, your speech was good. Like, I just feel like that was I feel like Steve could have given the speech, put the jersey down and like that could have been it. I don't think we needed the Brandon validation, but like that's so small. It just. Yeah, 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 yeah. It always stands out to me because, like, even in this moment, you know, when when the actual moment happened in the bathroom, the video kept, like, going to everybody's faces for, like, a, a decent amount of time, like, a couple of seconds on everybody's faces. And then this, mm-hmm. they did the same thing where, like, Steve's giving a talk and they got to cut over to be, like, this is what Brandon's face looks like right now. This is what Claire's face looks like right now. It's, like, just – Yeah, Steve's – like, Ayn Ziering's doing a good job. Let's just sit in it.
0: Agree. Yeah, I think there's, like – there's really something to be said for – (laughs) God. I'm literally about to say what my therapist has been telling me that is so difficult to do. But sometimes, like, there's so much in just sitting with something, and Mm -hmm. you don't have to do anything about it. You don't have to have anybody say anything extra. You can just – Let something exist as it is. And to your point, like just staying on Steve or if you don't stay on Steve, you pan back to the crowd as a whole rather than focusing on other people. And then at the end of it, maybe you do a zoom out to like a wide shot and then credits, right? Like it's okay to let things be sad and that's how it ends. You know, Buffy did it Mm -hmm. all the time.
2: Yeah. Like do the same thing, put the jersey down and then pan out mm-hmm beautiful yeah um but yeah i mean the, there was a lot in this episode a lot of plot progression in some places a lot of nothing in other places mm-hmm. and we say goodbye to cliff and dick and ellen who never really got to do much of anything yeah what what a way to do this i mean i guess it's one of those things where like
0: 90210 really did it all oh yeah very true they handled like every topic and sometimes in the same episode and i think that's sometimes where it was disjointed it's like you got 32 episodes a season just like
2: parse it out that's that's the thing that always gets me is I don't understand enough about uh the way all of this is or the way that like TV was set up in the nineties that it makes sense that every single person had to have something to do in the right. episode. So we can't just give this an episode. Like Agreed. I just don't it's my complaint that I've had a million times, so I I'm gonna stop talking about it, but it's there again. Um do you have a quote of the week?
0: I actually don't think so. Like... It was a hard one. Yeah, it, it was. Like, the only... I don't even think I wrote down that many quotes. Like, I'm, I'm scrolling back through, and... I, I think the only one, and I, I wouldn't say this is, like, quote of the week or something. It was just one that we talked about that I liked the acknowledgement of was, like, how Kelly is, like, realizing, like, oh, like, some stuff's happened to me, and I gotta be on the lookout for February. Yeah, I like that. But that's
1: it. Um, I had one that was just so fucking ridiculous that I had to write it down, because those are, like, the only things that I ever end up writing down. Um, but, our gal Gigi said, um, my feet are feeling the beat. Someone dance me.
2: Yes. God. Oh,
1: because it, it was with that guy who, like, walked in and was just like, this
2: feels like a frat party.
0: Yes. He was, like, all annoyed that this is, like, a college hang in a college town. He also really took me out of the seat a minute because he would not
2: stop moving. Like,
0: oh, And it was, like,
2: jarring, like, back and forth and moving his arm and looking his head and, like... It wasn't, like, a natural observing my surroundings.
0: Interesting.
2: Yeah. He – I didn't like him. But I did like that quote. She was – she was a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not the episode for her, but in another episode I may have enjoyed her.
0: Fair. That's a fair point.
2: Hmm. Did you have a moment
0: of the week, Mary?
1: Uh, No. Yeah. Fair. I also legitimately... Fair. Nope. There's nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. It...
2: It was an episode. I'll give it that. And let's move on. Caitlin, what's next week?
0: All right. Uh, next week, we have season seven, episode 22, A Ripe Young Age. <laughs> I don't like the sound of
2: that. That's a very interesting title. Um. Also... Let's talk about how this title was straight shooter and then Dick dies from a heroin overdose, but he doesn't shoot it. Like, I don't know. I, don't, I think it was supposed to be a basketball one,
0: but. Mm, yeah. But also, there's, why was this episode not available on streaming? Because also, fun fact, when, sometimes when these episodes have not been available on like paid streaming, it's been available on Pluto TV it was not on Pluto TV this time either. And that is like the one episode in this entire season that is not available there. Wow. Yeah. So like why? Is it the content? Yeah, because they mentioned a new DJ, but
2: if that DJ did something, it was cut out. So we didn't even hear it, which happened with Ray before. So like that's not totally surprising. Now it makes me wonder if Chloe got cut out and we just never got to see her sing. But, But yeah, I mean, if it was the content, Maybe, but also maybe they like, were like
0: two thousand twenty-two, and even the Boy Meets World episodes that were cut off uh, ABC Family and such are, I think, back on Disney Plus. They are. I I saw them
2: on Disney Plus. We're almost through the se- the series.
0: Yeah. So interesting.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe everyone decided this episode is not good. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but. We'll find out what a ripe young age is next week. That sounds dirty. I don't like yeah, that. That sounds like, I don't like it. That sounds like an old person is gonna start hitting on a young person. We already had that this season. I don't want that again.
0: It like reminds me of um, that Carrie Mulligan film, A promising young woman. Yeah, uh, you know? yeah. But like obviously that was like totally different context. But
2: yeah. Well yeah. We'll find out next week. So until then,
0: you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at back to podcast. Also, write us some emails if you want to, if you have any comments, questions, thoughts, or concerns, and you can do that at – no, don't do it at Beverly Hills. That's not a thing. (laughs) Do it at backtopodcast at gmail.com.
1: That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com.
2: And don't forget to go into your podcast app and rate, review, subscribe. Share it with all your friends and family. All of that stuff really helps us get seen and build a community, and that helps us give you a better product. And if you leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the show because we really appreciate that. So, until next week, from all of us at Back to Podcast, I wouldn't wish coffee on Felice, coffee with Felice on my worst enemy.
0: I might go watch a film about
1: a very famous theme park. I think I'm just gonna erase this episode from my brain. Thanks. Bye. Bye. See ya.